Yes, a good evening to you, or good morning, however you may be listening, wherever you're listening. We have a first here at the Total BS Podcast. This is an episode of the podcast that Marcus insisted we record. Usually I'm the one that takes the lead on this, but no, Marcus insisted we record this. Time constraints. I've gone last minute just because of news stories and the weekend I went... Yeah, there's enough gone on. So if this is a bad podcast, we seem unprepared, you can blame him. Because he was the one who wanted to do this. So you've been holding me back all this time. I would basically say that, yeah. Okay, take that. How you doing? I'm, I'm not too... I'm, I'm, too, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, even better, what have we got? We've got... What have we got? Well, in about 35 minutes we have a... Visual Feast! West Ham United versus Huddersfield. I mean, is it a feast... Is it? It's there. Is it an appetizer? Following on. <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen how it doesn't get old. Uh, Following uh, on from the Super Sunday that wasn't so super yesterday. Did you watch it? I, I. Did you watch any of it? Yeah, I watched the whole of the Newcastle game. Did you not think it was an alright game? Like quite end to end. It was quite... okay, but the first half hour was a bit. Stagnant. Yeah, but your initial thought when get the joke, the, I know the joke. The joke, yeah. was, it, and it was correct. Yeah. When you see Super Sunday, Burnley Palace, Swansea Newcastle, instantly you're going in with low expectations. Yeah. Instantly, which is fair enough. Compared to what they have next week, which is Arsenal, Chelsea, and Rooney's return to Matt, return to Old Trafford. Okay. Yeah. There's a Super Sunday. Well, there, there are stories there, aren't yeah. there? Yeah. To work with, whereas Burnley Palace. <laughs> Not much going on there. Unless you're just filling the quota. Yeah, Swansea Newcastle. Everyone gets to be on Super Sunday three times a year. We'll just get this one out of the way. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. think the main story going into that weekend would have been these are four teams that could all be involved in relegation. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a bit early to say that, but... However, that's, it's know, too early to say that. Was it too early to get rid of Frank to Bore? Which is where we start. That was... That was poor, I know. Uh, yeah. Because well, 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 I'm prepared, because you rushed me into this. You're holding me back, man. Yes. So anyway, the news coming out today, <clears throat> after 77 days and four competitive games in charge, Frank De Boer has left Crystal Palace. No, no, no. he hasn't. He's been, he's, s- been sacked, he's been sacked. Which means he gets the bumper payoff. A three-year deal for about... What about? We worked it out, about four million, that sounds about reasonable. Yeah, so he's been paid... About a million pound a game. Which is what Sam Allardyce got for England. For England. There's, for a, a, there's a trend there. Yes. <laughs> I I can't... Well, much like everyone else, I can't give my head It did make no sense to anyone that... Particularly off the back of the game that he did lose his yeah. job. And as I as I said on Twitter, and I will say again here, just in case anyone... No, doesn't I'm follow... I'm at 63. Yeah, whatever. Don't, 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 don't even mention it. Don't now you have no excuse. Um... Whenever these things come, it is never always the manager. It is never always the manager. No. The players have to take something like, A, that poor back pass that gave Burnley the goal. Lee Chung Young. Yeah. Which I still laugh at. Yeah. And Scott Dan's header from two yards out that missed. Yeah. There's only so much the manager can do. There is only so much the manager can do. Someone else raised a point of Frank De Boer has come in in one summer one transfer window, tried to overhaul a squad set up by Alan Pardew and Sam Allardyce, which was very much like long ball, resilient sort of play from the back football, and tried to transform that into more sort of passing, I don't want to say tick-attacker, but more sort of open Yeah, I'm just going back. Football. The, the managers before Pardew were Neil Warnock and Tony Pulis, so the... So and Ian Holloway. So, yes, Ian Holloway. So the history's there. Yeah. 
So you've got a squad based around. I think in fact it was Pardew that probably brought in the most, excuse me, expansive. Brought, in, brought in Benteke. Brought in Kabai. Did he bring in Zaha? Uh, I think that may have been Warnock. Yeah, bring him. Blassie was already a Blassie was got he was sold on the Pardew. James Tompkins, I believe, was a Pardew. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, and all the left backs. Yeah, all the left backs. Yep. Uh, anyway. Point stands that this squad that's set up for a very specific style over X amount of years, it, it was a survival squad. Yeah. yeah. It's fair to say, isn't it? Aim to finish 17th and hope for the best from there. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, it's a talented squad. The potential's there. But to try and overhaul, not even just t- sending players out and bringing others in, but to sort of change the philosophy of a club over one summer and then, you know, four games in, it's not working. The worst part, I maintain, De Boer would be in a job now if they had scored a goal at any point. Yeah. In any of those games, I think that's the bit that sort of ticks it over to say, we're, we're not getting the results, we're not, you know, now's... Now it's not a time to panic. Well, clearly they have panics, but it yeah. shouldn't have been. So, well, they, yeah. it isn't the time to panic, but for some reason they have. Yeah. Just, it's just I, I'm starting to see a trend. I don't know if it's a De Boer thing or because obviously De Boer only lasted when he went to Inter Milan. He was only there for eighty odd days as well. Yeah. So may, maybe it's a maybe it's a him thing. Bit of both, bit of everything. But even I mean Crystal Palace as a whole right now, like as a club. It's just a bit of a shambles. We've just seen a stat there, like since it said since Christmas twenty fifteen, they're like the second worst team uh, in the for points. Yeah, yeah, points, points per, per game. game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's a it's it's the right appointment at the wrong time, clearly. Because well, here's the thing. Why do you say why do you say wrong time? Well. Because clearly they weren't prepared to give it to give this manager yeah. ample time to change things, to develop a new team, to sort of you know hold out, and maybe because there's so much money involved in the Premier League now, they don't want to risk like getting further than you know, breaking into the top ten just yet. They just want to maintain top flight status for as long as they can. Hang and on, then 13, 14, 14, yeah. 15, 15, 16, 16 know, but This is their fifth year. It is, but. In the last two years, we've had new TV deals coming, and that's where all the pressure's coming from. So, the money is, was still big. It will in, be to it, start it, with. It was big, but it's it's increased tenfold with you know more viewers in the Far East and things like they're trying to expand it and sort of trying to develop a brand. So when you have a football club that's lost for its first four games and hasn't scored a goal. Then it's going to start again. To... Not all down to the manager. No, not all down to the manager. But on paper, you, the first thing you look at is the manager because it's a lot easier to get rid of manager than it is to get rid of eleven players. Yeah. So maybe there is a quick look. It's it's fucking wrong. Okay. It's, it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just this, bullshit. This shouldn't. This shouldn't be happening. No. We're, we're discussing all the my, minute details. <clears throat> Even when you put all of that together, I'm trying to be objective. Four games here. should it shouldn't be happening. I'm trying to make a case for it. I can't. It's no. Just, it's. It's fucking. It's ridiculous, you know. We who did we say would be the first? You, I think you said Rafa would be the first. I said Rafa because Newcastle are Newcastle. Yeah, which is a fair point. It's a very fair. I I think I said Mark Hughes. Yeah, which could be a potential, but we didn't expect. Why do I get the feeling, S- Stephen? Said Frank De Boer. Why do I get that feeling? 
Morris. Yeah, when he came on on one of our live shows in the summer. That was Lewis. Lewis. I forget, I get confused. We love you both. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the Arsenal one. Yeah, Lewis. Ah, that's the North yeah. London red one. Hand up. Bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could swear he, may have he done said it. Frank to Bull because. What did I say? Did I say in my predictions they might be a disappointment? Yeah. Or a surprise? Did, yeah. You said somewhere in the mid, you said they could be both. Yeah. Just well, like, well, that's the first bit done. Well, apparently, yeah. So, we are disappointed because we... Yeah, because I think I compared De Boer to Karanka. Yeah. In terms of coming in, like he did at Middlesbrough, and expen- expecting like this expansive style of play, you know, a lot of pass and move, off the ball, and runs, all that bollocks, you know, the, the Guardiola. Crap. Yeah, peddling crap. Um, and uh, we've not even had a chance to see it come to fruition. Look, this team hasn't even seen Wilfred Zaha yet. How much could that have changed things? Instead, you know, I can't remember who's on the other wing. It's Townsend on one wing and... Jason Punchin? Possibly. Yeah, it's Townsend and, Townsend and Punchin. He's more of a number 10. Okay. It may have been. Yeah, sounds right. And then Ben Take up top. Yeah. Yeah. So we've not even had, arguably, Crystal Palace's best player play under Frank de Boer. And we won't get that chance now. No. It's 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 ludicrous. It's stupid. And to be honest, I I think Crystal Palace will pay the price for it ultimately come May from who they bring in. And this is where the <coughs> debate really kicks off. Strap in, folks, because the rumours going around. It seems to be more than rumours, but set to be appointed within 24 hours. The replacement for uh, Frank de Boer is going to be Roy Hodgson. Wanker. Now Marcus here <laughs> seems to have an issue with Roy Hudson. He's a twat. He's a twat. Why? He, Why? He is the. Uh, I can't say. I can't say the name because I'll get a slap. But he is like the English equivalent of a certain manager Sorry. at a North London Red Club, where he's outdated. His tactics don't work anymore. People don't listen to him. I'm not even basing this off the Euros last summer, which were a fucking shambles in themselves. I see- Here's the thing, has we not has recent re- England results not shown? It's not all the manager's fault. You've just said that hang about on. De Boer as well. Hang on. So yeah, we, that's we've what established that's what that. It's not. Yeah, it took them a fifty-three minutes to break down Malta. <laughs> I think they only scored twice against Malta at Wembley. One of them was a penalty. I think. Sounds right. Yeah. Here's the, th- the England players are not that good. are not that good. And Iceland, oh, they get and Iceland are no, are, were no mugs. I went back and looked at their results. They were no mugs. They weren't. They weren't mugs. They went and scored twice against the French. They did. They went on to get the final. They did. My point about Iceland would be like they're like a. To me, they remind me of like a a lesser quality of Wales, mm. where they're just a. The team is better than yeah. the sum of the parts. Yeah. Just the, the exactly, whole that's what team. Iceland so. England, yes, was it a bad result? Yes, but it's not the catastrophe that has that has been portrayed as. The thing is, um, mainly because England aren't as good as everyone thinks. Because they are. from the off, like we'll we'll exclude Euro twenty twelve because I think Hodgson had just come in like a that couple was months rushed, before. Yeah. Yes, rush. So, so I'm talking World Cup twenty fourteen, which was the group of death, and again, group of death, but still, just like a gutless, shambolic showing, losing in the last minute. To uh, Uruguay, Uruguay from Suarez from a, a Gerard, yeah, headed back pass. Stu- just stupid decisions. Uh, 
questionable uh, squads and names drafted in. Uh, even when they went to the Euros, Andy Carroll got in ahead of Grant Holt, who earned that spot. I'd argue Andy Carroll earned that spot as well. What, because of his form coming to the end? Yeah. But Grant Holt had done it for the whole yeah, season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Grant Holt, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Grant Holt absolutely deserved a shot at the friendlies beforehand. He, he earned the chance to... He, he earned the chance he to He earned his... He was like... He was the second highest Premier, English Premier League goal scorer, I think, behind Rooney. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. That... That, to me, says automatic But again, pick. we're discarding Euro 2012. Yeah. It was, and again, England lost on penalties to Italy. That's they were, not, yeah, but they not. were outdone significantly. Like, they were played off the park prior to that. Pretty sure Italy would have hit the bar a couple of times as well in that match. I've honestly erased it for I, one. I can't, I can't remember the Euro Okay, I can't yeah. even remember the group of death apart from Uruguay, to be honest. Italy and Costa Rica. Ignore Costa Rica because they were out at that stage anyway. They shouldn't have been. Because it was the results of Italy. No, I know, but they shouldn't have, My point is they should not have been out of the World Cup by the time they played Costa Rica. Hang on. Italy and Uruguay came up first. Yeah. Again, no mugs. This, this is the thing. Everyone's expecting England to do well. England are not that good a team. I know. So when they come up, there's only so much he can do. So you, so you look at a team, but then you look to the coach who is deploying the team, deploying the players, deploying the tactics... And we'll go to the Euros. You put in the highest English goal scorer on corners. Harry, you're trying you mean to... Harry, Harry Kane? Yeah. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank took corners for Chelsea. Thierry Henry took corners for Arsenal. Yeah. It's been done before. It has been done, and no one knew why. No one knew why Thierry Henry was on corners. And he also started as a winger. Mm. So he'll have a good cross about him. But he shouldn't have been. It would be, it would be like putting Dennis Bergkamp on corners for a North London Red team mm. it it doesn't make sense it, the other bit was trying to shoehorn in Wayne Rooney when no one wanted him we saw England play without him pl- prior to that and they were so much better they took him because he was the England captain and just tried to force him in when he didn't need to be it's just it's negligence from the manager it's going and picking the same old names based on reputation rather than merit and that's what people didn't like about okay. Hodgson and I think the same with I think a Palace, you might have the initial sort of... Um, Managerial bump. Yeah, the bump of just like, you know, trying to galvanise the players and give them a bit of confidence. But after that, he'll get found out. What I will give to you, and it's something I've sort of said before, maybe it's a maybe this mid-table Premier League to lower to lower half the Premier League, maybe that's his level. Because think Liverpool before was a disaster. But that's for a whole number of different reasons, as I said to you earlier, yeah. over text. Is that he had to deal with the George, Gillette selling the, the, the takeover thing, which was a complete catastrophe. Everything. Fuck up. Yeah, I think they could have been. They could have had points deductions because of financial stuff. Cold catastrophe backstage. That over the whole takeover. It was. However, the players yeah. he brought in, like Paul Konchesky. You know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's just above what he is. Maybe mid-table to lower Premier League table. That's his level. So he'll do well. He did well at Fulham. And he did well at West Brom. What's to say he won't do well at Crystal Palace? Because it's at his level. Because it's... It's going to sound so cliche, but in my opinion, the Premier League has changed so much in the last five years. Excuse me. It's just from... I don't know. The influx of... uh, TV money, um, 
like just the way structure. It's just he reminds me of AW. Mm. Don't want to say his name. You but know, again, here's the thing: all he'll need to do is take this squad and turn them into the seven, turn them into the seventeenth best, and that will probably be okay. I and you look at the squad that they have. I don't know if he's capable of that anymore. I think he I've is. I've seen that. some Premier League managers dropping into the Championship and struggling, namely Harry Redknapp. I don't know if that's to do with the club, to do with the players, to do with the board, but if he was, you know, worth his weight in gold, Birmingham would be sitting in the top two or three yeah. of the Championship yeah. by now. But I maintain that Roy Hodgson would do because I said he, I, and I remember I said he should have taken over Leicester when that whole thing was going. Yeah, when that whole thing was going south. Because again, it's a case of calm head. He's not abs- a bonkers person like Sean Dyche or Antonio Conte. I like Sean Dyche. I like him as well. I like him as well. I like Antonio Conte running up and down the. T- yeah. Fine, but it's like calm head. Just sort of keep everything calm. Take a nice deep breath. Let's not panic. It's that's what I mean. Roy Hodgson. That's what he'll do. He will do he'll that just, for an initial period, but after I that, just think, no, off. I think he'll do it for the whole whole of the season. Then what? Then what after that? Where do Palace go next summer? Next They're summer. in the exact okay. same position again. Well, it depends how long they give Rod. If they give him a two-year deal, then you then I'll give you then I'll hear your argument. Yeah. By the longest. If this is just a one-year deal, keep us. Just say keep us up. There should be. This should be that. This is the thing. This isn't the same as Allardyce when he came in. Yeah, that's it. Just like just to keep us in the division. The, the this ne- isn't the rescue job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next appointment should be similar to the De Boer appointment in in terms of fresh start, new manager, new ideas, new players, new expanded style of football, which I don't think Hodgson will bring. Here's the thing, though. That's next summer. I know, but it shouldn't be because it's fucking September. It's, oh, the whole story is actually giving me a yeah. bit of a headache. I think, yeah, I think, we'll, I think we'll, we should readdress this once we find out how long Roy Houghton's going to be offered. If it's going to be yeah. till the end of the season just to bridge the gap. Bridge the fucking gap! <laughs> it shouldn't be this now. The 11th of September 2017. Season's not over until like May the 11th, something like that. Yeah. We've got another fucking eight months of this shit! <laughs> Sake! Right, oh, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting I'm just, high right now. I'm just going through. I'm just going through my head now to see who would be the, who would be the next manager if Robertson were to do the rescue job and keep them up in May. Well, we've already had Allardyce call. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> just call him and say, "By the way, stick it up your ass." Yeah. <laughs> I ain't touching that with a forty-foot barge pole. I just don't think there's no manager. The one that comes to mind is Roberto Mancini. But I know he's Why? got the job in Zenit. He's got the job in St. Petersburg. Pearson. If that if that all goes to, to Pearson, Vias Bowers. <laughs> Where is he now? I honestly have no idea. Because I thought he was at Zenit St. Petersburg. Yeah, he was, and now Mancini's there. Right. Pellegrini. A Palace. Is it any? Is it any weirder than Frank De Boer? Is it any weirder? He's a weird-looking guy. Just looking at him just makes me uncomfortable. Is it any weirder than Edgar Davids turning up at Barnet? Is it any weirder? I mean... Football makes no sense. Marcus, football doesn't make sense now. Ashley Young is still at Manchester United. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Ashley Young is earning as much as Phil Jones and Chris Smalling combined. (laughs) No, no, Phil Jones and... um, 
who's the other young Antonio Martial that's it yeah so football doesn't make sense anymore you so, mean Lingard no Ashley Young is earning as much as Martial and Jones okay. we discussed it earlier because so, so Mauricio Ashley Young is earning four times more than Jesse Lingard yeah that was it for doing so Pellegrini turning up at Crystal Palace is not unthinkable I mean seeing as everyone has money now mm. that's what I mean like the the dynamic of football has now shifted greatly. I know exactly who will be. Because everyone will buy into it. It'll be Brendan Rodgers. Oh, f- everyone will buy into two years unbeaten in Scotland. <laughs> everyone will buy into it. Do you realise the first game he gets appointed in charge, he's going to smash 6 0. He will. <laughs> but everyone will buy into it. Yep. So that's the Crystal Palace. Segment. Can we leave that for a few weeks now? Yeah. I've had enough of pa- I'm already sick of the sight of Palace and their tin just in general. shed stadium. Yeah, just all of it. Just knock it all down. Are you tired of the Dave Clark Five? Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> two years ago, almost two years ago, I had to hear that eight fucking times in one afternoon. Eight? Eight. To- eight. Coming out the tunnel. Half time. Half time. Full time. Full time, five gods. Eight times in the space of two hours. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> so when, as soon as it's on the radio, no, not doing it. <laughs> Goal number: James McCarthy. James McCarthy. And I'm feeling. <laughs> Fuck off. You just hate Crystal Palace. Yeah, I just no. I just hate Alan Fucking Pardew. <laughs> Who kept him in the division? I was keeping him in the division. I'm not doing this. I'm okay. really not doing okay, this. Okay, so let's, let's move, move on. on. Let's yeah. move on to. The big game of the soup of the week. Well, the big debate. The big debate. Well, the biggest debate. Of sort of two. Yeah. Um, Mane's apparent red card. Alleged. Alleged red card because it could be overturned. <laughs> they've appealed it. It's no. They've appealed. They've appealed the length of the ban. Is it? Yeah. I thought they appealed. Sky Sports News said they're appealing the length of the ban. What? So it's three. Which they technically want it down a, to one. Yeah. Which is technically. An a- an appeal of sorts. Yeah. It's just not getting it okay. overturned completely. Okay. But, here, I, but the big question, Marcus, was it a red card? I'm going to go off on one on here. So, Guitar segment coming up right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, on my way over here, I was listening to the 606 podcast. Right. Uh, Ian Wright, my best mate. <laughs> was on with Kelly Cates and they were talking about the debate of the was it a red card not a red card now if you saw match of the day on Saturday night you'd have heard Alan Shearer going through saying why it wasn't a red card because no. he said as a centre forward he would be completely entitled to go for that ball to um, tip it round the keeper and then have an open goal in front of him Alan Shearer said Gary you would do that Ian you would do that both of them nodded so why did Ian Wright then go on his podcast, uh, on his radio show on Sunday and say, nah, nah, it was a red card, no, it's, da- it's violent conduct, it's dangerous play, he could have hurt him. He's gone back on his word. Fuck Ian Wright. I hope he listens to this, because he's, oh, he's really pissed me off with that. Because not only that, they then started going on about the Matt Ritchie one and said, no, that was definitely a red card because uh, uh, he, you know, he went in with, uh, with malicious intent. No, he no, he didn't, because he caught his forearm, not his head. Yeah. So, and then a caller called up and said, how would you compare the Mane one 
against the Richie one. He said, well, Manning's got his eyes on the ball and he's trying to tip it. He, he's raised his head high and he's caught his head, but he's gone for the ball, whereas Richie's just gone in to kick him. So, nah. That's absolute bollocks. It just There is like this media bias to go out and like headhunt Newcastle in general because there's such a story. Because of the drama that Newcastle creates. Exactly. It's just like, Sky must have been so pissed off yesterday when Newcastle won because they just, they dream of moving one of the longest away trips for them to a four o'clock Sunday kickoff. It's a 700 odd mile round trip. Yeah, I'm just trying to do the thing in my head. Would it be the longest or is it Southampton? Or Bournemouth? Or Brighton? Exactly, right? Could be one of them. Again, well, both of them have been moved to Sunday at four o'clock, haven't they? What? Bournemouth and Brighton? Mm Mm-hmm. No, Southampton and Brighton, sorry. Okay, yeah. carry on. Well, Bournemouth probably will be as well. Carry on, carry, carry anyway, on. so it's like this media... Bu- they, what they love is they like to get try and get Newcastle bands, players banned retrospectively. They like to focus on all the sort of malicious, malicious things that happen at the club, be it from the board, from the manager, from the players. It's just like Shelby got... Um, Headhunted for a stamp on Ali, despite the fact Harry Kane, golden boy Harry Kane, went in two-footed on Lejeune, and he was out for a few weeks. No one mentions that. Yet Kachunga for Huddersfield, who did the exact same thing, live on Sky, by the way, a few weeks ago, kick Mbemba in the head, cut his head open. Not even a free kick. I asked you about Sadio Mane's red card, <laughs> <laughs> and this has gone into a Newcastle debate. We'll get, you just can't stop, we'll can get, my, I'll get back to it. My point is I'm getting fed up with this media bias to try Ooh, and pick hang the on, holes. Hang on, I just want to... Something that's come up on our visual feast. The Sam Allardyce survival blueprint. Clean sheets. Don't lose possession in your own half. Play the first pass forward and win knockdowns and transitions. Well, that's his blueprint for staying up. That's, no, that's your blueprint for winning games. <laughs> So you're telling me that if scrap that the, the Allardyce title hunt blueprint, <laughs> you're allowed to you're allowed to you're allowed to concede goals. Do you That's the, fine. Do you reckon the Pardew survival blueprint was all of that except clean sheets? Play the first pass forward. Now, if you're from a goal kick, just pass yeah. it into your own net. Doesn't matter. <laughs> win knockdowns. Don't let them win it. Nah. it doesn't. Shut up, Allardyce. Anyway, move on. Sido Mane red card. Was it a red card? No, it wasn't a red card because the game. Oh, I'm gonna try not to talk about Ian Wright. Right, so. Okay. I'm going to sound like Yadar again, but the game's gone soft. Yeah. Okay, so that's why Shearer turned round to both Ian Wright and Gary Lineker, who played in the same ish sort of period. Is that, you know, back in 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever it was, they would have been entitled for that. And if they. Is it? They would have been. They're still. Mane is still entitled to go for it. It's it's if someone gets a boo-boo, then they're going to get punished for it. With malicious intentions or not. You know? It's ridiculous. It's a a contact sport. Okay? Contact is going to be made. That that ball was a 50-50 challenge. Yeah. And And I've said Edison, the goalkeeper... He made things worse by ducking his head down. Why is he going to head the ball? Well, he's outside. In any si- hang on, in any situation, if Mane's going to head the ball as well, you're looking at a clash of heads. Yeah. If Mane's going to sort of chest it, there's going to be a collision. Of, there's going to be a, a collision. Yeah. yeah. But there's going, going to be a collision. So in that case, protect your head. I say go forward with your chest. 
if you have to, pull your arms back. Sort of like a Superman pose. Like a sort of star. Well, not Superman, because he goes things forward, doesn't he? Yeah, like a star, but put your arms behind you. Yeah. And just aim to get chest on ball. Yeah. Chest on ball. And if you take Marnie out in the process, then you've got the ball. Look at Manuel Neuer. Look at Manuel Neuer <laughs> in the World Cup final. He clouted. Got the ball and clouted Is it Higuain. Higuain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, if I think Neuer went in with his knee. He met, I remember that. Yeah. He, he so, there are, so there are alternatives he, to what Edison did. That's not to blame Edison, though. Here's the Why doesn't Edison go in with his foot? Edison has made the situation worse. Has he, though? I should be defending the goalkeeper here, but I'm not. <laughs> but again, Edison is, in, is as entitled to go for that ball... As Saido Mane is. Yeah. I've said it should be a yellow card. Yellow card, because it's an accident, but there was no malicious intent. Mane's watching the ball. Same goes with Matt Ritchie. Now, you've seen that one as well, yeah. haven't you? High ball, over the top, I forget from who. Yeah. It's coming down to the centre-half. Richie's watching the ball, put his foot up, and he's caught him on the arm. The arm, by yeah. the way. Not the head, the arm. And then you've had all the retrospects. I, I understand why they're putting more hang on, there, on hang it. There's another point to the Allardyce... Oh, shit, there's more points. The Allardyce survival blueprint. Exploit the opposition's weaknesses. <laughs> Why? How did he get the England job? <laughs> do, do you reckon Pardew's watching this at home with his notepad, like, fucking hell, this is gold dust. Frank <laughs> They're de, giving this shit away. Frank de Boer, Frank de Boer said, explode the opposition. Right, so bah. don't give them the ball straight. Nah. I, thought, I thought I was going to let them exploit my weaknesses. Oh, the Premier League's weird. Oh, oh this total <laughs> football's going to kill me one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we both agree, both yellow cards? Both yellow cards, because, again, physical contact, which is part of the sport anyway, not violent contact, con- conduct, um, conduct yeah. it's, essentially, it's just a mistimed challenge. Basically, yeah. And I'll also add, it does bring up the point someone brought up on the Sunday supplement, a, a person tweeted in, Yeah, they're going to get rid of overhead kicks soon. Yeah. Yeah, if that's the case, because yeah. you're risking either kicking other people or you're risk, uh, and this is going to sound ridiculous, you're potentially uh, risking landing on your head. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, do you, just, you know they're going to outlaw overhead kicks. Do you reckon that the, out, the overhead kicks will be seen as a bad thing? Does that mean retrospectively Wayne Rooney's goal of the season gets taken away? Yeah. So yep. not to not encourage you take away the points as well. So that finished one each. <laughs> The Wolf Man City. Yeah, exactly. Yep. To, to not encourage people to do that. You set a bad example. Long Let's <laughs> just remove it from the history. Let's Benoit all the overhead kicks. <laughs> Laurent Robert never scored an absolute worldie against Fulham. No, he didn't. It N- didn't happen. Idigan Johnson um, didn't score against it. Peter Crouches, which is the best overhead kick I've ever seen. Was that the one against Man City? Against Olympiakos. Oh, okay. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the Greek teams. Yeah, yeah. Is the best I've ever seen. I... Only because I have a short memory, but a couple of years ago, do you remember Ben Teke's for Liverpool against Man United? I remember that. Fucking hell. That was better than Rooney's. I, yeah. It was just such a clean hit. Wayne Rooney's, get, Wayne Rooney's overhead kick is an overrated goal. Came off his shin. I've never... I've, I've, I've understand why it's good. I've just never... The best goal of that season. No. Bollocks. No. I'm sure you'll find yeah, half go a dozen back. better. Go back. You'll find better. We'll look at it afterwards. Yeah. 10-11, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we'll look at it after. Um, I'm trying to think of some Newcastle goals from that season. There we some uh, Schoeller against Sunderland. Yeah, just the f- any of them. Yeah, just because it was an open goal, and he had the audacity to volley it. Didn't Kevin Nolan score an overhead kick against Sunderland that game? He first, first goal. 
So it's four one. Four one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that covers the two big debates of the week. Marcus, so yellows. We'll yellows for both. Yellows for both. Man up. So why? So why are? So why is there so much sympathy right now for Sadio Mane, and so much? Of like a witch hunt against Matt Ritchie, just because the referee made the right decision in just booking him. Beep, 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 beep. Newcastle, beep, 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 beep. it's a valid point, though. <laughs> it is a valid point. And just, it's just, I just see it so much in the media right now. Just in my point earlier. I'm sorry, Newcastle again. Deal with it. What Newcastle love is traveling all that way, seeing them get beat, and just filming crying Geordies. They love it. So, oh, they're so passionate, traveling all that way, just seem to get beat. And then when they win, they go, oh shit, our story's gone. <laughs> so now they turn it into, um, well, Swansea weren't very good, were they? They just let Newcastle win. Again, trying to get um, LaSalle's in trouble. No matter, I'll just busy myself with some pornographic playing cards. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get that reference. <laughs> That's a Mayor Quigby reference. Yep. Um, LaSalle's, his block on the line. Was that a good block? It was a fine block. But it came off his arm afterwards. So, oh, it should have been a penalty. Did it? Yeah. Yo. Get a haircut. <laughs> Sorry. You should probably give people context for that. I should. Uh, basically, a big... Uh, an image of Andy Carroll appeared on the show. You know, I want to give him a kiss, because I love Andy Carroll. I'm going to say this right now. I love Andy what Carroll. What you just did is, in every sense of the word, gay. It was. In yeah. every sense of the word. Yeah. So. Except I kissed him on the head. Not the lips or the... Not that there's anything wrong. Not that there's anything wrong. Do you think Andy Carroll has like daddy issues or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't. You know what? I want to move on now. What were you going to go on after? Okay. Well, you wanted to discuss Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, because that twat that called in on 6.06 on Saturday wanting Klopp out. Because, right, first and foremost, when was the last time you saw Man United, uh, Liverpool get hit for five? Uh, I've seen him get hit for four. I know. Final day of um, one of the seasons. They got hit at Stoke for six. Gerard's last game. That was it. Six. Who was manager that day? Brendan fucking Rogers. 6-1, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, because Gerard scored. Gerard did score, Against Butland, it? which I predicted. Because I interviewed Jack Butland a couple of weeks before. Was that when you were studying up there? Yeah, I interviewed, ja- right. yeah, I interviewed Jack Butland a couple of weeks beforehand. And I said, as much as we don't want it to happen... Obviously, I was working for Stoke at the time. Sure. Uh, we wanted to keep a clean sheet, yada yada. But what, you know, if Gerard were to score his last ever Premier League, Premier League goal against you, how would you feel? I predicted that shit. What did he say? I can't, I, I can't, I can't remember. All I know is he, gave, he went on something about, oh, he's been a great servant to the Premier League, yada yada yada. Yeah, so I can't remember typical, what he said beforehand. Typical PR answer. Typical PR answer, but <laughs> I predicted that. Anyway. <laughs> Gerard's well, aside from the days of Brendan Rodgers, you don't really see Liverpool get hit. For five, no. For five, that often. So, you'll inevitably get... It's a one-off. It is a one That's my point. But you will get that um, minority mm. that will like flip the switch and instantly react and go, he's not fucking good enough, he's this, that, the other, he's we're not going anywhere and want him out. So some fan calls in who I don't think was... He wasn't even at the game. Pretty sure he was from London. Yeah. Just calling in and just off the top of it saying he wanted Klopp out and Gerard in. Yeah. 
And his reasoning being, apart from A, why not? And B, <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, why, why That was what he, he went on and said. It um, was about, oh, he saw gigs. At, yeah, um, gigs, yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? We saw gigs at Man United and he did all right, didn't he? I'm just like, I, think he I think he won one, drew two and lost one. <laughs> he lost to Sunderland, if I recall correctly. Was it Sunderland? I can't remember. Yeah, he lost to Sunderland. Because that was the day we went down. Because Sunderland beat Man United, I remember that. That's ridiculous. Well, well, that's because Sunderland are invincible from like April through to May. Yeah. For most seasons, except now. Except <laughs> last year. <laughs> that's because we won there. Yeah, we won. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that twat basically just completely overreacting really irks me as well. Um, you know, there's a big. Oh, so, this, around... so this isn't a point about Klopp. There's more a point about the fan. Yeah, and what a dickhead he is. Mm. I mean, you could debate Klopp. There, I saw a stat come up the other day saying, um, "Oh, both uh, Klopp and Rogers both after like, seventy-two games it was." Yeah, and, and Klopp like, is like five points behind or something. Yeah, and it's just like okay, so he's doing about the same. So but he's meant to be this revolutionary manager, and he bottles cup finals, and he hasn't won us a trophy yet. It's just bottles like, cup. One of them was on penalties, which was the game nil-nil. What game was the, it? The German. The capital. No, the capital one. One cup. each. Coutinho scored an equaliser. I'll take your point. I wasn't yeah. here for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Mignolet, did he have a blunder? I can't remember. And Carol, uh, Caballeros did very well in the shootout. That yeah, I remember. that's yeah. it. Anyway, so Carol. you had that. You had the German Super Cup final against Bayern Munich. You had a Champions League final against Bayern Munich that you lost. And then you had the Europa League final against Sevilla. Yeah. Which, okay, they got outclassed in. Yeah. But that's not a Klopp thing. That's not even a Liverpool thing. That's just... Unlucky, coming up against better opposition. Yeah, that's it. It's very simple. You know, Sevilla... I'm pretty yeah, sure they've will, won it like two or three times before yeah, that. I will, I will, however, hear the argument. And I like Jurgen Klopp. He's a funny guy. He's, <laughs> like, he's like the honey monster. Yeah, exactly. How, how, how many other managers would have been able to walk up to a Liverpool press conference wearing a Beatles shirt and get away with it? Everyone else, it would have looked like, oh, he just padded to the crowd. Young Klopp looks Hodgson like he gets couldn't it. have. Hodgson no, wouldn't have got away with it. Rogers wouldn't have got away with it exactly. he looked too much like David Brent. Exactly. There's something about Jurgen Klopp. He's everyone likes him. It's to do with charisma. Yeah, it's charisma. My will here that this is the year. Put up or shut up. Yeah. Either cause... make the top four again. Hmm. Decent run in Europe. Yep. Win a trophy. I. If you reach a final and you play Chelsea and you lose, then fine. What can you do? Yeah. If they get, it uh, can go either way. Yeah. If you get quarter final of the Champions League and you get Barcelona and you get knocked out, fine. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. But if say they finish sixth, get knocked out in the fourth round of the cup by Wolves again, and then drop out the group stages of the Champions League. Yeah. Then I'll hear the argument that Jurgen Klopp hasn't is hasn't, hasn't lived up to expectations. Yeah. I won't necessarily agree, but I'll hear the argument then. Yeah. But this year is a big year for Jurgen Klopp. This year. It's their not fucking this month. year. It's their fucking year. Not this month. This year yeah. is, however, a very big test for Jurgen Klopp. the Champions League game start? Tomorrow. Be, tomorrow. 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 Yeah. What's the first game? I have no idea. Man United are playing Basel. Chelsea are playing Carabag. I think Liverpool have got Sevilla. I still maintain that Basel... Have, yeah, the best footballing headline ever when they beat Manchester United 3 1. Did Basel brush Man United out of the Champions League? 
Super Caligo Ballistic Celtic are atrocious, really? No, see, I think Basel Brush is better. I, st I still go for the Super Cal. I still go for the Scot the Scottish. Is one. it not Super Cali are fantastic? I thought it was Super Cali go ballistic. I can't remember. Oh, either way, either yeah. way, I'll go for whatever that headline is over. Basel Brush Man United. Yeah. So I, I like. Okay. Different yeah. strokes. Yeah. But yeah. And there's another point. This is the very much the Marcus led podcast. As I said, this is all him. So blame him if this comes out terribly. Yeah. If you want to talk about Eddie Howe. I someone do, you love. I do. No, hang on. Let's if Eddie Howe came on the screen, would you bend down and give him a kiss on the head? You would, because you love him that much. Only if he showed his butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't believe we've got that on tape. Oh, shit. Uh, anyway, Eddie Howe. Um, I try and be... Uh, I want to be impartial to everyone. In general. Eddie Howe. Fine coach. But we said this at the end of last season as well. That this season, much like Klopp, Show me something. Yeah, it's your third season now. You're not little Bournemouth. You're not little plucky, courageous Bournemouth anymore. You've had your money. You've spent 20-odd million on Nathan Aki. You've got Asmi and Begovic in goal now. Not some bum off the beach that's been picking pebbles. That's, that's harsh on Arthur Boric. <laughs> that's harsh. I didn't mean Arthur Boric. I just meant in years gone by. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> that is harsh on Arthur Boric. Where is Arthur Boric now? I have no idea. Is Federici still there? It might be. It might be. I don't know who's back up to. I don't know. Begovic, anyway, move on. Move on. Anyway, so they've they've spent X amount. They've had all this money. They've out. In fact, they outspent Newcastle to get Nathan Aki as well, because they spent fucking twenty odd million. And when Rafa heard, he went, "How bastard much?" <laughs> uh, you know. So now's the time for Bournemouth to go. Right, show us your worth. Give us a cup run. Give us a decent... Um, I think they finished top 10. So maintain that and go a bit... For, I don't know if they're still in the League Cup or not. Or if they've even gone... I think they I are. can't remember. I think they are. If not, if not that, then the FA Cup. Get to the quarterfinals or something. Just yeah. push the club a bit further. We're three or four games into the season now. They've lost all four games. One, right. of, the, one of the Man City. Yep, again, which they probably didn't deserve to lose. But... Through a lapse of concentration, lost in the last minute. Yeah. Which, again, if this was their first season, I'd go, okay, you've given it your best shot. Now it's your third season with your glamorous record signings. Okay? Right, granted, it's still Manchester City, but I'm still a bit sceptical of that. There's still, we'll, room to, still room to manoeuvre. Yeah. And just Who else have they played off the back? So we've had Arsenal, Manchester City. Arsenal, by the way... Who are in absolute fucking shambles. Twice. North London Red. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so they've played them. And it's not so much they got beat off them. It's how they got beat. It was so convincing for them. Mm. And, as the, and as people said. Arsenal were there right for the taking. That's it. In the... North London Red were there for the taking. <laughs> in all the chaos that's been going on. Go at yeah. them, make them panic. Because yeah, because they will panic inevitably because of the situation. It's going losing Oxley Chamberlain and mm. and Sanchez coming back and him getting booed as well. So there was there's I can't even say there's a story there. So there's you can I don't know a more experienced manager would have played mind mind games with that. Yeah. Apologies Maybe if you hear apologies if you hear a whirring sound in the background. My computer crashed. So I have to start up again. But carry on. Um, no, so I'm looking up the fixtures at the moment, so if you just yeah. want to fill in for me in the meantime. Yeah, 
I'll agree with you on the point that, you know, this is a very important year for Bournemouth. But I'll again go back to when you've played Arsenal and Manchester City, two of them, really expect zero points from those games. I've no idea what the other two games That's are. That's what I'm looking up now, just to... Okay, see. we're f- filling air at the moment. Tell you what, we'll take a quick pause. And we're back, Marcus has found Sorry the pictures. Sorry about that. Okay, so they've, apart from Man City and Arsenal, which you're giving a pass to, yeah. they've played Watford and West Brom. Yeah. You know... Could do better. So, it was... Um, they were away at West Brom, lost 1-0. There's points there to be had. Yeah. At home to Watford... Much as Marcus Silva is a revolutionary manager, and I've never heard a bad word said against him ever from anyone, no pundits. He got them relegated. He got whole relegated. He got whole relegated. Didn't if he was, if he was such a tactical magician, he wouldn't go to Crystal Palace. It was seventeenth and lose four nil. Did it? Yeah, the game that sent Palace, that kept Palace up and sent Hull down. Oh yeah, yeah. If he's such a tactical genius. At least get a nil nil. Don't think they even won an away game, did they? No. But was that a silver If he's fit? such a genius. Well, he's won away games with Watford. Anyway, move on. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so my point is, Eddie Howe, because he's like, again, this comes back to the media. He's like a media golden golden child. And no one can say a bad word against him because he's the heir apparent to the North London Red or, or to England. And to England, yeah. Yeah, so you can't sort of... You can't sort of put him down. You can't criticise him. You can't question him because, again, a it's Eddie Howe and b it's plucky little Bournemouth. Well, bollocks to that. Your four, you know, four games and four losses gets you the sack these days. So why aren't people questioning Eddie Howe and say why aren't you getting the results right now? Well, here's the thing: no one was really questioning the. Well, but going full circle here, no one was really questioning the ball. The me. Everyone, everyone agreed to give him time. Yeah. And they're doing the same with. Eddie Howe, clearly. They, I know they won't sack him, but I would just, I'd expect things to improve for Bournemouth sooner rather than later. That's all. What are you watching? Sorry, I'm just looking at the... Just bubbles. They've improved the bubbles. They haven't improved. They've just filled they, them with yeah, smoke, they haven't them they? With, yeah. They've improved the bubbles. It's the visual, yeah. so they can be seen across the stadium better. That's pretty... That's pretty cool. It's a shit ground, isn't it? It doesn't look are like... You, by the way, are you going... Am I going? Um, so, because I know you said you're going to Wembley. Yeah. For Spurs. I well, hopefully if yeah. the allocation allows. This is just before my birthday, I think. So I'll see if I can't get a ticket. Olympic Stadium. Just because, again, to tick it off the list, but I'm not impressed by it. It doesn't look like a footballing stadium to me. If that makes sense. This this stadium could have been picked out of Brazil 2014 and planted in London for me. Yeah, I, I hear that argument. It's so like generic. I don't recognise it as West Ham, whereas Upton yet, Park. Yet, 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 sure. But West, well, again, you're 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 this generation that fears change. <laughs> again, you're f- you're complain- just complaining about every change. But I don't see the Emirates as like that. I still associate it with Highbury. Highbury looked like North London Reds ground because it it had like specific characteristics to them. Lee Dixon, when he came up with the story, say he knew where to stand on his line from someone that sat in the um, season, as a season ticket holder that sat in his seat every week. He looked for him and like kept with that. Things like that makes it homely. This just looks like this looks like Spurs at Wembley. Like they're they they're re- uh, refurbishing Upton Park meanwhile, but they're not because they're here now. If you see the point, yeah, yeah, I, I see the point you get there. It's. It ain't right, but but yeah, I'll still go. 
because I didn't make it to the Olympics, and mm. I'll go along to this. The area around it is quite good. I'll give I'll give them that. The yeah, area just around. don't get shanked. Yeah, just don't. Anyway, does that wrap up? We do have a birthday shout out. Yeah. Again, I've forgotten the I, the age. I didn't pay attention to. Do you want me to Google? I it? think it's forty three. Do you remember Dejan Stankovic from Inter Milan? Did he play in the Premier League? I no, he did not. Well, that Dejan's, was our thing. Yeah, that was our thing, Matt. It was we underrated did. players and never quite got the... Okay, do you want Jordan IU? It's his birthday as well. <laughs> do you want to... Do you want to name your fact about Jordan IU. He played yesterday and was shit. Yeah. Uh, his brother played for Villa. Yeah. Or he played for Villa. Yeah. Or his brother... I'll tell you what... West, I, I don't know. I'll I don't you, know. I'll, I don't know, man. I'll tell you the one thing about Dejan Stankovic. He's the only one to ever catch Manuel Neuer. To catch him out. Manuel Neuer doing his usual... You know, run up to the halfway line to kick a ball thing. Yeah. Even though he's a goalkeeper. Manuel Neuer, about, I think it was like 30 seconds into the game, a long ball comes over. Manuel Neuer heads the ball clear, because he's bonkers like that. Yeah. It was about 25 yards That's out. German. Heads the ball clear. Dejan Stankovic, on the volley, smashes it from the halfway line. <laughs> and just flies over Neuer. And from there, Neuer went on to become the greatest goalkeeper of this generation. To not put up that bullshit anymore. Well... Gianluigi Buffon is still playing. He's still playing. But he's he is he's the old guard. He's the previous generation. Are you saying Gianluigi Buffon can't outlast Manuel Neuer? Are you telling me Buffon won't outlast that? <laughs> Buffon will stop when Buffon says he'll stop. He will. However, okay, I'll put it to you like this: Gianluigi Buffon was the king goalkeeper of FIFA Street. That was two thousand and four, five, whatever. 12, 13 years ago. Okay? So he's not the same goalkeeper now. He's not at his peak. So Neuer is... I'd like to see Manuel Neuer on FIFA Street. I'd love to. (laughs) I want to see Manuel Neuer play a game in centre midfield like Pep Guardiola said he could. He said he's just as good outfield as he is a goalkeeper in terms of passing and possession and dribbling and ability. Of course Pep would say that. He would. Because he's bonkers. (laughs) But I st- I st- makes no sense. But I'm still curious. Don't you want to see that? Even in a friendly, just put in the same way that when I went to watch Newcastle and Celtic have a pre-season friendly, Steve Harper went up top. Full, like, outfield kit. He just went and played centre-forward for a bit. I would like to see a midfield of Pepe Reina and Manuel Neuer. Yeah. Did you ever, do you ever play Pro Evo? This is, we're going off on a tangent, but we like it. Screw it. Tune you in, have, tune out, do you yeah. want? Did you ever play the Pro Evo games? Uh, Pro Evo. Maybe. Because I know there was a thing there where in like pre-season friendly you could play a goalkeeper's 11. <laughs> Basically an 11 of goalkeepers. I don't remember that. Oh, I'd love to see a midfield of Manuel Neuer and Pepe Reina. There you go, there's an idea. Next podcast, try and have a goalkeeper 11. You think the best goalkeepers. I want Fabian Barthez as my left back. Your left back. Yeah. I thought, what, you think I want him in goal? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid. Why left back, though? Because he's the only left footed keeper that comes to mind. That comes to mind straight away. Pet yeah, check, but... there's another. They're the only ones that come to mind straight away. Yeah, but left back is such a prominent position for attacking, that you know, Matt? According to the wisdom of every cockpit cop- cop- pardon. Yeah. Anyway. I think we've got another tangent. Yeah. I want to sit down and watch the <laughs> between West Ham and Huddersfield. <laughs> is that Tom Hintz? Uh 
<laughs> you better. No, it's not. No. Wait, is it? No. There's no, something. Oh, that's Steve Mooney. He was the guy we were after. Anyway, this has been the Tobias Podcast. You know what to do. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes, on Twitter, at podcast underscore BS. Let us know where you're listening from. Yeah. Uh, unless it's, like, America. Where was that? <laughs> Rutgers. Um, the know. University at uh, Piscataway, yeah. New Jersey. Go Scarlet Knights. Go Scarlet Knights. Yeah, cheers, guys. Anyway, he's been Marcus Shearer, which is... I'm on Twitter. And Follow I've me. been Matthew Ball, which is at Mary 63 And until next time... Yeah, shut up. I want to watch the match. Go away.